Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorsett. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, sorry, my mom just tried to call and so I it's got okay. distracted. That's okay. Together we have come through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. This is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Aidan Thomas is a trans Latinx New York Times bestselling author with an MFA in creative writing from Mills College. Originally from Oakland, California. Originally from Oakland, California, they now make their home in Portland, Oregon. <gasps> Wait, what? No way! <laughs> Aiden is notorious for not being able to guess the endings of books and movies and organizes their bookshelves by color. Oh are my we God. the same person? You really are. <laughs> What's going on? I didn't know Aiden lives in Portland. What? How exciting. What? We should go find them. True. True. Oh, I forget. I read next. I was like, why aren't yep. you going? Um, oh, your turn. <laughs> I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Why do I feel like we out haven't. of practice? I'm like, I don't remember how to do this. Um, before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding this book, I'm going to go ahead and read the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Yadriel has summoned a ghost and now he can't get rid of him. When his traditional Latinx family has problems accepting his gender, Yadriel becomes determined to prove himself a real brujo. With the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza, he performs the ritual himself and then sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin's cousin and set it free however the ghost he summons is actually julian diaz the school's resident bad boy and julian is not about to go quietly into death he's determined to find out what happened and tie up some loose ends before he leaves left with no choice yadriel agrees to help julian so that they can both get what they want but the longer yadriel spends with julian the less he wants him to leave without any further ado let's get into it Alrighty. Quick trigger warnings. Uh, blood, reference to drug use, unintentional ableist language, well, including the word lame, um, transphobia, dead naming, misgendering, reference to deportation, xenophobia, racism, forced burning, and child abuse. So, this is one of those books that circulates everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been seeing this cover for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I don't know what I thought, apparently. I'm oh, sorry, I was reading an email. <laughs> That's okay. And now it's on Kindle Unlimited, which was really exciting. And it's on Scribd, Scribd, Scribd. whatever, Scribd. Um, so I was like, why not? I feel like we absolutely, how often do we get to read a um, book by a trans Latinx author in pride month and it also included pride month in it did it not or was that the other one i'm reading might be the other one one you're reading that is the other one around you're right (laughs) very much not not at this time of the year my bad lots of books going on in my brain right now um what were your first impressions okay so I have had this book. Remember when I was making unemployment money and mm-hmm. I spent like $500 on books? Yeah, I do. Remember. I think about that all the time, actually. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, now that my 
physical TBR has dwindled. I'm like, I wish I had an opportunity like that right now. Like, I just like want a really at, badly. Yeah. yeah, I really badly just want to place, like, a $500 book order. Yeah. And then be so, like, wee! <laughs> I think that is when I got Cemetery Boys. So I've had it Fair. for years mm-hmm. now. And it's just been sitting on my bookshelf. I still didn't open it because I listened to the audiobook. But I, yeah, I'm looking at it on my bookshelf <laughs> right now. Um, but I, I just really want – I had – I think I had no idea that there was trans – representation in it i thought it was Mm. just gay and but like that was enough for me to be like okay i think i also like okay so i start reading this right and right off the bat we get to know like yagriel um Mm -hmm. i'm about to butcher these fucking accents i'm so sorry i'm so out of practice um that's okay i have this theory that like it's so hard for anybody to transition between trying to say words that are from a different language or names from a different language when you're speaking the other one you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you like either I sound was really in... white, yeah. yeah, or when you're speaking Spanish, you sound fluent. Like even when I'm reading them, I'm like my brain is trying to say them yeah. the way they should be said, and then for some reason it's coming out like Yadriel. Yadriel. <laughs> Yadriel. Yeah, like I know. I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> but um, yes. So I and like I think right off the bat, I was like, I am so much more invested in stories with queer characters. Same. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. right off the bat like i was like yeah. i don't even care what this is about i'm just happy everyone's <laughs> gay like or not like, where are gay, the but... ghosty ghosties gay yeah ghosts? So i was like gay ghosts let's i want the gay ghosts um <laughs> yeah like i just i'm immediately like i just i'm such a um you know look mm, what's the opposite of homophobic like uh yeah i get you it's like you're very much a queer enthusiast i'm a queer enthusiast but i'm like homophobic towards straight people yeah straight phobic if you will straight phobic slightly not slightly Mm, slightly it's pride month it's okay i can say that oh Um, absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah so i just like i was so much more in this book than i have been right right i'm like damn i just really i'm really here for the queers and um so yeah and you know what like Right off the bat, too, I was like, "Okay, where's the where's the romantic interest?" I was like, "I want, I want the ghost boy. I want the romantic interest." And then Gay that was ghosts. very exciting. That was very exciting. I was like, I did not really give a shit about. Like, I wanted to know how Julian died, mm-hmm. but I really didn't care about the plot much. I was just like, Fair "I enough. want this yeah. cute little banter with them," and like, I want like his little antics and yeah like their little dynamic and that's what I was there for more than anything else and then like by the time the plot twist happened I was like oh yeah there's There's a plot plot. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I feel that I feel like I was super invested plot wise in the beginning especially when uh Yads was talking about how he like how his family was like no you can't do the ritual right um so I was like oh okay okay is this our conflict that's no, what I thought the yeah. conflict was going to be. And then it was like, no, it's resolved in the first 20 pages. And I was like, okay, that's not our conflict. Um, yeah. And then I, too, once we met Julian, I was like, ooh, okay, okay. He's all hyper. He's got all this energy. He likes to, like, he's like a I, golden retriever. <laughs> I love characters like that. Like, especially <laughs> male characters like yes. that for some reason. Because it's like, so opposite of how men are. <clears throat> yes, where I'm just like, he... Like, it's, like, just the most severe case of ADHD. Yeah. Like, so I'm just like, oh, that's so cute. Like, that's, like, not how it's it's not supposed to be. I don't know. It, but like, It's endearing. I just, like, it's endearing. I think it's so endearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the way he, like, he crossed out, like, 
Yaz's like dead name in the yearbook. Like just these right off the bat, like he super likable. It's like it's yes, but he's like he's like the bad boy. But yeah, then he's yeah. got like he's actually this like heart of gold, like loves so fiercely and yeah. he's a good bad boy. And he's gay. Makes yeah. it so much better. And I loved like the way that when Yads is like, is that gonna be a problem that I'm trans mm-hmm. and da da da? And so we think in the beginning, like, I don't know, is it to yeah, to, yeah. to Julian? Like, is that gonna be a problem? And then we get that like that moment that you said where he crosses out Yads's dead name yeah. in the yearbook and writes Yadriel. And it's like, okay, 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 I see oh. where this is going. And yeah. then when there's the reveal that he's also gay, yeah. and Yads is like, <gasps> what? <laughs> Face goes bright red, like. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I loved. Also, I found Yad so endearing. Like, yeah, I, I was concerned for him at all times. I feel because I was I... like, ghosts, scary. Okay. Also, I just think his the description of how he would like worry about things. I was like, oh, he's just an anxious little boy like me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can no, relate to this. Relatable. This. Uh, brand of anxiety (laughs) the overthinking over analyzing over and then it's like and then there's uh there's julian in the corner like i'm hungry (laughs) yeah can i eat bread can i like can i eat i'm a ghost (laughs) like what can i eat and yeah like eventually gives up correcting him by saying spirit yeah (laughs) so funny so so funny i um i really loved the cultural aspects of this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i think a lot lately when we're reading these um like more diverse queer rep books like the having books like this when we were growing up would have been so fucking nice yeah like the more we get these really fun just like there's not really a point to these stories like there doesn't have to be an overall message to these stories it can just be literally a book telling stories with these queer you know, diverse characters. And so yeah. I really like, I love the dynamics of um, like Yadz's grandma and like mm-hmm. her playing Selena on the, on the yep. mornings and like the bitty, bitty bum bum coming yep. through the speakers. Like, like that kind of stuff growing up, I would have been like, okay, like this is so like, you can see yourself in a story more so than, you know, than we used to. And so I, I was thoroughly like i was getting emo over this book for no reason like damn damn well no reason like towards the end um and also oh did you listen to the i did okay so good yes the little convo with the author and the uh narrator narrator at the end whose name i don't remember i probably wrote down but i guess i could pull out my notes for this huh i'm like trying to remember everything that happened do do notes might be helpful oh did i not Take, take notes. Notes. Oops. There's no way. I def. Okay, whatever. My notes are Miguel died? Question mark. That's my only note. I think oh. I accidentally shook my phone and deleted the note. Oops. Anyway. Um, the yeah, the interview with the author between the author and the narrator at the end was so cute because Aiden Thomas you know, reached out to their publisher and was like, okay, for the narrator, can we try to find somebody who's uh queer and latinx and see what we come up with yeah and the way the publisher turned around really quickly and was like here you go 
here's, here's a literally trans- a trans Latinx. Yeah. Latinx person. And when I was listening to the audiobook at first, I was like, oh, this is the same narrator from um, a different book, Cafe Con Lichi, which is, which we'll read right. soon. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I know this voice. Why do I know this voice? Um, so I was like, that is so cool. First of all, then I was crying because I was like, wow, what a good publisher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody who cares and listens and understands what, like, the importance of these things. Yeah. And uh, their conversation just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. It was so cute. It was so cute. I felt, and it made me, like, like the book more. You know what I mean? Like, after finishing it, I was like, yeah, that was a book. Like, it was a good book. Like, it wasn't, I liked the fun little, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this is the best work I've ever read, ever. Yeah. It was a fun little YA like there's a mystery involved who done it yeah. you know with gay ghosts like it, it was fun. yeah it was a fun little read but it wasn't necessarily something where I'm like oh yeah this is like the end all be all books um right but so getting that extra little something something at the end with the author and the narrator I was like okay this is so fun I feel like all audiobooks should have a conversation yeah. between the, the narrator and, the, and narrator. the author at the end because it's like you told the story and then you told the story you know yeah literally it's like mm-hmm. how did you want yoda was screaming at my door um come here bean yoda bean yoda bean come here come cuddle me good girl um but yeah, it's like, how did you want to represent the story? Like, how did you choose to, like, go about representing this story? Yeah. And I think that's, like, having that conversation is so cool. Um, but yes, I also, I was like, this is, like, this was a very much, like, this did not take a lot of brain power to read. It oh, was yeah, just sure. like, okay, yeah, listening to it. Um, but yeah, I was, like, giggling and, like, smiling, like, <laughs> with, like, their little... Like, the way they were going back and forth, like, the most anxious person ever and, like, the most carefree just, like... Literally. <laughs> ...wants to live, like, fiery and... I just love... I love that dynamic. It's, like... It's not even necessarily, like, Black Cat Golden Retriever. It's something... It's the, like... No, it's... You know what it is? It's the okay, 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 la, 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 like, dynamic, yes. I think. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was so cute. It was so cute. And I loved just, like, the... I also loved, um, like, the relationships, like, outside of just Yads and yes. uh, Julian. Like, Maritza, like, her... Love that friendship. I love yeah. that she was like, I don't want to do the thing, the ritual, because I don't want to use animal blood and da-da-da. Yep. And then when it's at the end, she's able to, to do healing and whatever because of all the like blood Human on the ground blood? or whatever yeah. and she's like and you see bitch I didn't even need the animal need, yes. blood oh my god it was so funny <laughs> and then she, what did she say she was like yeah I guess my breaking point was like seeing you like dead on the, or like unconscious on the ground <laughs> covered in blood like I guess that's what it took for me to finally just do it but and the way that she's like yelling at Lady yeah the, oh my god the literal goddess like you left. I love that. You energy. left him. You coward. Yeah. I love that energy so much. I love the like. That's how you know that's that's love. Like that layer, you know, because yeah. you're like against all odds. I will still be in your corner. Yeah. Um. 
I just, I fucking loved that. That was so funny. And I obviously it was in like a particularly tense moment, but I was yes. like, fuck yeah, put that bitch in her place. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was fucked up. I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we move on to discuss the rest of Cemetery Boys, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, let's continue the conversation. Yeah, what else? What else? What else? So I, I do think it was like the whole plot of like maybe Miguel and like the deaths were connected mm. wasn't fully developed because then when it was like oh they are connected it was like oh okay I don't yeah. like, I just like didn't I, I don't know I, I wouldn't I didn't care that much it was like because yeah. I think so much of it then became focused on we have to figure out what happened to Julian mm-hmm. and um and then we kind of forgot about Miguel yeah a little bit and then oh they're connected and there's this big thing going on and I think also the interactions that they had with um, the Tio mm-hmm. he like that didn't build up enough where it was like I cared that it was him yeah that did it that, I that's think... my only I was just like okay whatever I, I just didn't I was like okay sure. I think it, it was a pacing thing too like you're saying yeah like I think like from beginning to like where it all blows up at the end mm-hmm. like everything was you know taking its time and whatever and then like the end just goes way too fast in my opinion like yes it's like everything happens at the end yeah because throughout the whole book like we're kind of thinking oh my god what if like miguel did this to julian yeah was, like, i thought maybe something... miguel was the one who i don't know yeah, yeah there was like maybe something malicious here that we're not really seeing um and i do think it was cruel that it did end up being his uncle who was always in his corner you know i don't know that i love that yeah yeah. i don't think i did yeah um because it was kind of like haha the only person in your corner (laughs) but like the only other outsider of the family yeah and like that in that way too perhaps it's just i have too much of a soft spot for the like morally gray but like i got what he was saying yeah i understood him i didn't think he executed it the correct way what he wanted to do however i did understand what he was saying and so that does make it a little harder for me because yeah like in what like what kind of loyalty would you have when you're constantly being cast out for being that's true slightly different than everybody else and you know the same can go for yads and his experience and one thing okay i do think the the writing of the different characters in the family and how they were processing Mm -hmm. yadriel's um like being Mm -hmm. trans and everything i thought that was done and like that made me i think at the end i teared up a little bit like when yaz's yaz's dad was talking yeah and he was talking like and he was like you always knew who you were and i'm sorry for not believing you and like yeah we're traditional doesn't mean we can't grow and become better mm-hmm. and all that and i was just like <gasps> yes, yeah that okay. made me email i mean me yeah. email, for yeah. sure yeah. i think it was like a very roundabout way of like everybody else being taught 
the lesson. Like it wasn't necessarily the reader and the main character being taught a lesson, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was like the reader knows what's up and the main character is teaching everybody else a lesson. Yes. Invertedly, you know, like, so I, I also felt like emo at that because yeah, like it, it was so hard in the beginning to watch Yad's dad be like, no, stay, stay with home. the other woman. Yeah, stay with the other yeah. woman. Like things like that were like, oh no, is this the direction no, we're going yeah. in? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't um, like which this. is why it was so refreshing that his uncle was like, you know, whatever. Like just super cool, easily adjusted to everything and whatever. Yeah. So that's why I think it hurt even more. But yeah. that, you know, that he ended up being the bad guy at the end. Um, yeah. I also thought that, like, that whole thing was a little confusing. I mean, it was very predictable from the beginning that the claws were going to have something to do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I did feel like there was too much foreshadowing at times. But at the same time, it is YA. So I I will accept that it perhaps (laughs) teenagers would not pick up. I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, okay, we said the claw thing, like, about five times. So I'm I'm getting that. And they can't be found. I'm understanding that there's something going on here. Right. With these claws. But, like, it wasn't developed. Like, it was the same foreshadowing. Yeah. Over and over. It wasn't, like, getting developed until it was, like, on fast forward. Like, okay, now it's all happening. And we're like, there's the big kitty. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. I see what's going on. Um, Picking up what you're putting down. But I do think, like, the ending was really powerful. So, at the same time, I feel like, like, maybe it could have been a little bit longer and I wouldn't have been mad at it like so that there weren't so many pacing issues in that last you know little climactic scene Mm -hmm. um however I also think it did get the job done like I understood what was going on kind of uh and then it was like I do feel like obviously we knew Julian would probably be okay but i kind of feel like it would have been more powerful if he died died. i thought he was gonna die i wanted not that i I wanted him to die though i was like i think i i was thinking maybe when lady death came she was just gonna make it where he was gonna be able to come back at dia de los muertos because the whole thing was that like i thought that was gonna kind of be like the compromise of Mm -hmm. like they're both stuck in this predict like it's painful yeah and but like they'll be able to see each other like once or like two days a year essentially right like, right that's what i thought was like okay and i would i think i would have been happy with that it would have been agree. but like is that just because we're conditioned to have so much pain in queer love right which is the exactly what i was gonna say is like i understand why <laughs> why there was the choice made like, to let him live, maybe let sure. them have a happy ending yeah like yeah, let's yeah, not yeah, kill yeah. the gays but like yeah, i yeah. think i think i've been conditioned to like force pain and death and suffering yeah. in gay love stories. I do think though, in this case, like Mans was dead. Like yeah. <laughs> he was a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it like would have made sense. Because yeah. we would have known it wouldn't have just been for show to kill him off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like for the effect, it would have just quite literally made sense if we let him yeah. die completely or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I agree with you. I think it like it, obviously, I was glad that he got to live, mm-hmm. but I did feel like I, I almost feel like this would have been an even more like, oh, my God, this story if they had like had this whole beautiful love and then had to part ways. 
But, like, I think that's just the gay, like, that's the trope for so much gay media. Yeah, yeah. I just think because we would have known from the beginning that it was going to happen, though. Not just, like, not like when we get a random gay death, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, no, ow, ah. It would have been like, no, I mean, he was dead the whole time anyways. See, because, like, They knew they were going towards that, you know? The thing, like, I think that was the thing that was weird. was, like, there was, they weren't working towards this hope that he was going to come back to life. Like, they never thought that he was going to, like, they were going to find a way to save him so that he could stay. It was, like, maybe I'll have a little more time with him before he, like, we have to, like, fully send him over. Right. But, yeah, so then it was, like, all of a sudden, like, wait, he can stay alive? He's alive? Like, like, I think that was what, like, like, what? I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, me neither. And I think, obviously, that was on purpose. So the whole time we're thinking, okay, he's going to die, and this is going to be heartbreaking, and then we get to be, you know, we get this little relieved moment that he gets to live. Yeah. Yeah. Iota. Yoda. She has a lot to say. I know. Yeah. She likes the gay stuff, too. Hell yeah. Just like her mommy. (laughs) Raising a queer child. Aw. No straights in this house. Aw, she's sweet. (laughs) Um, Did you... I don't know what I was going to say. I liked the last line of the book. Or it was near the last line of the book where it was like, this isn't an ending. This is like a positive new beginning or something like um, that. Agree. I, when I went to go, I forgot to say this. When I went to go plug this in into the uh, script and I was on Goodreads. On Goodreads, it says Cemetery Boys number one. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's because in the author on narrator talking, they were saying how... Um, he definitely has a lot of ideas and he thinks there's a lot more potential for stories with them. Yeah. Oh, the sequel is set for release fall 2024. Lol. Okay, cool. What's it going to be called? I'm interested. I would read it. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden Thomas tweeted on June 28th, 2022. I'm writing a sequel. Happy Pride. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, Is it going to follow? I I guess it'll probably follow everybody. And I wonder what, I wonder if it'll be in the format of another, like, whodunit or, or what? Some other Yeah. Because now we have no more ghosty Julian. Mm -hmm. Everyone's alive at the moment. At the moment. I wonder if there's going to be, like, any kind of, like, closure with regard to the uncle did we get we got a scene on Dia de los Muertos with his mom, right? Yes, and okay, him in this, and he was in the ceremony, and his mom right. got to be there for the ceremony, right, which was right, beautiful. Right. That was really cute. That was really happy. cute. I really liked that the way that that was all written out because I I also think like we see such a I don't know. I think like living in the U.S. It also depends like on your family. Like my family doesn't really do anything. Like we mm-hmm. don't do like a friend does or anything like that for Dia de los Muertos. But I, I did like the way that it was played out in addition to like the 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 Bruhex community. Yes. And like okay now we like where we actually get to see the spirits and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know I was like okay this is a really cool way to to take this build on this culture that's already mm-hmm, here and, mm-hmm. like that's what he was talking about in the um thomas uses they 
I'm not 100%. I know the uh, narrator uses they, them. Okay. So Aiden Thomas, though, was talking about it. And Aiden was saying, um, like, I wanted to take these, like, the aspects of this culture and just make it more fantastical and, like, add magic to it. And I, like, I think that was, like, beautiful way. And it was Mm -hmm. so fun to read that. I don't know. I just, like, I I really liked that. Me too. Me too. I really liked it. I felt like there was so much being, like, explored in ways that we don't really see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think, obviously, this would have been fun to read around, like, Halloween. <laughs> I think so, too. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was just fun. like, oh, I know that this has trans rep and is not a white man, you know, a white man. writing. Yeah. A white man. Right. Like, it wasn't just, like, a queer white man or whatever for Pride. So I was trying to be more. Diverse. Diverse. Um. But I, he has, or wait, Aiden. We can just use Aiden. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, no, hold on. I wanted to confirm something. Um, Aiden Thomas does have other books. Hmm. Hmm. The Sunbearer Trials. Oh. And Lost in the Neverwoods. I heard the Sunbearer Trials is described somewhere as like. Um, Percy Jackson in the Hunger Games, but queer and Mexican, which oh, I'm sounds so good. Okay, (laughs) so I would be super down to read that if we want to pick up another book by them in the future. I had such an interesting conversation this morning. It wasn't interesting, actually. It was just I saw them. They were like halfway through braiding sweetgrass, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're reading braiding sweetgrass. Like I love that book, and. She was so cute. She's like, it's changing my life. Like, I <laughs> love this and blah, blah, all this stuff. And then we started talking about authors. And she was also like, yeah, I do not read things written by men. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and then we were like, um, and then, oh, one of my coworkers, Jared. Shout out, Jared. Fucking love Jared. Um, Jared goes, yeah, like, I... Like, I don't know, like, I've been trying to read, like, a lot of classics recently, like, to get back into reading. And then I made a joke, and I was like, oh, like, The Lightning Thief. And <laughs> um, and then we were talking about that, and it was like, oh, Rick Riordan can do no wrong. Like, love that man. All that. Like, I'll read his books. I don't know. It was just such a fun little book conversation How in cute. my coffee shop. Yes. How cute. But I made a funny one I called Rick Riordan a classic. That's actually very funny, honestly. Yeah. I respect yeah. you for making that. Thank you. Funny. I was really, I was proud of that. So, <laughs> so I wanted to share. Isn't it so weird talking to like non-book book people in the wild? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I just I constantly like people are like, oh, what are you reading? And I'm like, well, how do I explain? <laughs> how, do I, uh, how do I explain what I'm hmm. reading right now? Um, so there are um, dragons and um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me like trying to read uh, Fourth Wing. Yeah, last over the weekend, which by the way I finished in two days. I'm so excited to read that. We can cover it literally whenever. I got it on okay. Audible, so you can listen to it on Audible. Okay, thank you. Um, just be warned that the next one comes out in the fall. We gotta wait. This fall? fall? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well, that's hold not on. that. Let me that's not. not that long. <laughs> Let me no. not spread lies. I'm pretty sure it comes out in the fall. I did like a buddy read with my coworker Sarah, and it is so like worth the hype. It is. I'll save my thoughts. I'll save my thoughts. Okay, save your thoughts. Yes. Um, you already gave me some of your thoughts over text, but... Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Those are your thoughts. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got so lucky. The next um, Samantha Shannon book 
just yeah. became available to me on Libby. That's hilarious. It was available to me about a month ago, and I was so busy with other things that no. I didn't read it, and I forgot to click renew, and I was like, no. no. <laughs> no. Uh, the next one the, is called Iron Flame, and it comes out November 7, 2023. Fantastic. That's not that long of a wait. I'll be no, so busy until then. Well, when you finish it, it feels like a long time, okay? <laughs> I need to know. I, I want that know. feeling. I want I, that feeling. I, I haven't had that fully feeling. having that feeling. Like, okay. Okay. I could. I literally, Sammy, I read... Um, Friday night when I started it, I read until like, you know, 25% of the way through. Yeah. Like I got a, I got like a few hundred pages in. And then I went to a coffee shop on Saturday, by the way, found a new place I really, really like. Yeah, you sent me Snapchat. It's the sister coffee shop of this other coffee shop that I've gone to a lot since we've moved here. Uh-huh. Um, but this one is like so cute. And it's like a house. It's like set up <gasps> like a house. You walk cute. upstairs, you walk through a front door. There's like a bathroom key, like... And there's just rooms of a house with, like, seats. It's so cute. Anyway, I digress. And I sat there and quite literally read from, like, 30% to, like, 60%. Oh, my God. And then I was like, I need to go home because I feel like things are going to happen and I'm going to cry and I don't want to cry in public. Yeah. So I did. And then I literally told Esty, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't feel like going anywhere. I feel like I need to sit on the couch for the rest of the and night finish and finish this book. this book. And that's exactly what I did. Like, I'm so happy. Did for not you. move from that spot. Read the whole thing. Cried a lot. <gasps> okay. It was so, so good. Um, I'm ready. I need it. Yeah, so definitely, definitely can't wait to talk about that in a more um, official Manner. way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it it gave me the feeling, you know, that feeling. I had like that a little feeling. book hangover. <sighs> so now I'm reading The Hunger Games because I was like, I feel like I need another feeling, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to read, I don't know what I'm going to read next, but something. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. So anyways, this book. <laughs> yes, back to Cemetery Boys. Uh, this was like a solid four for me. Yeah, I give it a four. I think yeah. I enjoyed it. I think the plot was could use. I don't know. It wasn't the, like the strongest plot, but like I love little gays. So yep. same, same. And I, I think also just I am in a spot where like why really has to hit different for me to like it, like yeah. it, you know, yeah. like love it. Um, but this would have been so good to have had when you we were, were a YA. gays. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it. I think. More, yes. more, I think more of so. this. Yes. Yeah, I think more. <laughs> yes. Brain work? No. Maybe. No. Question work? Who knows? I, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. Um, what else was I If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Host Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Cabrera-Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Felix Ever After by Kaysen Callender. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading. Bye. Bye.